everybody. What in the Sam Hill's going on? It's another exciting episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Very happy that you're here. Here's what I'm thinking about today. Here's what I'm thinking about. Of course, uh, I'm thinking about all the big news. We got to talk about Martha's Vineyard. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about uh, Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about the Queen. We're going to talk about pop culture. I can't. I've decided to stop with the rings of power. We're going to go through some of the comments, some of the YouTube comments that we've gotten. And then, of course, the border, the FBI, sports. What? Sports. And uh, and then I think about uh, doing a new, a new segment uh, and calling it Dirty Notebook. Dirty Notebook. I have all these, like, ideas, jokes, stuff that I want to try, just packed, packed. So let's go through those. Let's go through those and have a laugh or two. Sadly, I have the guitar. Yes. I tried to tune it. It's my little practice guitar. I might have a little song about Ukraine. We've got to talk about Ukraine and the... Uh, Amount of money we've spent there. But let's just kick it off right now. And of course, we're going to talk uh, on the... We have a whole segment on Patreon, which just reminded me... I got a new logo. I got a new... Uh, I got an updated logo. I got to put that on some shirts. I got to put that on some shirts and some gear and make that available gratis to the Patreon people. They get cool stuff. All right. Let's, let's just begin. We we have to talk about uh, Martha's Vineyard and the the giant meltdown and just how wonderful, just how wonderful this whole uh, idea, this whole action that DeSantis took. This one, kids, was a long time coming. It's a long time coming, and I can't think of anything. That shows off the ginormous hypocrisy more. I'm going to try to keep it funny, but I get, I get fired up about it. I get fired up about it. So it was absolutely fantastic. 50 people. 50. Ooh, this could get, the, the language might get a little salty. Put on your earphones. 50 people show up in Martha's Vineyard. I think it lasted almost uh, a day and a half before they had to get out. Oh, and it's the worst thing in the world, you guys. It's the worst thing in the world. This see, these are vulnerable people, and this is just a political stunt, and it's human trafficking, and it's all this. <laughs> just the absolute hip-hop. Now, tribe, hey, Hey, you, you dumbasses in, in Martha's Vineyard. You might want to think about uh, what's going on in, in border towns down in Texas, in Arizona, and in California. You might want to think about that. 50 people. We can't do it. This is a stunt. You just don't want them on your little island. You just don't want them in your enclave. You can talk about, oh, it's horrible, and oh, it's this, and oh, it's... We're not prepared for real, for real. You just don't want them there. I guarantee, how many people are on that island? 
at the, in, during the height of summer, and they gone now. They gone. You have mansions open. You have you have plenty of places for those uh, those wonderful new Americans, those wonderful new uh, migrants who just want their fair share of the American dream. You got plenty. You got more than plenty. You're freaking rich. You re- you literally. They could have picked up. They could have. They got to pick up their phone and just started buying beds off Amazon. They really could have. Fifty people. I love that DeSantis did it. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And you can try to change the narrative all you want. You don't want those people on your island. We're not, we're not prepared. We can't. Oh, how could we possibly, how could we possibly house these people? We don't have the infrastructure. Okay, so uh, what do you not have? You don't have, you don't have a hospital? You don't have access to a hospital? You don't have any of that? You freaking, it's wonderful. I'm so glad uh, DeSantis did it. And it's, it's, it's that kind of spirit. It's that kind of spirit. You got to get it done. And this is a stunt <laughs> that has been, we've been joking about this kind of thing for years. Oh, they should take those people and send them to Nancy Pelosi's house. Oh, they should take uh, this, this group and they should send them to, uh, you know, the vice president's house. We should say, oh, we should, Al Gore's house. It's Bill Clinton's house, Hillary Clinton's house. It's been going on for decades, for decades. And there's millions. I've talked about it here on the show before. I believe it was a, uh, I think it was a Yale study, I want to say, when uh, everybody everybody kept going, oh, there's uh, there's there's four million, and this is I swear to God, I think this is like five or six years ago when people are like, you know, the real number of illegals in America is close to like four million, and like Yale, the kids at Yale was like, that's a ridiculous number. That number's ridiculous. We're going to systematically. Um, look at data. We're data-driven people. We're going to follow the science on this one and come up with a real number. And their number was closer to 11 million. 11 million. And now is the part of the program where you have to say the thing, uh, I believe, and I do. This is, it's like one of those, it's like saying the majority of people at the FBI are blah, blah, blah. Yes, we are we are a nation of immigrants. Yup, but we have a very generous immigration policy. We have to know who's coming across the border. People wait in line to get into this country. People they pass the citizenship test. They know our constitution. They love it here. They desperately desperately want to come here and they like us. They like our country. They like what we stand. Those are the people we want in. I just don't want the people, and I've, I've made this observation before, of the immigrants who I've personally met, you know, in, in Los Angeles and in New York and in Las Vegas, I'm like four for four on this one. They, they, they speak with an accent. I'm like, oh, you know, you're in the back of the Uber or you're, you know, you're interacting with, you know, hey, so where are you from? They tell you where you're from. So how you like in America? Mm, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I think, I think I'm just going to, uh, I think I'll work here for like another, like, I don't know, 
eight, nine years, and then I'm going to, I'm going to bolt. I'm going to go back to my native country. You know, it's like they come here for the wages. They make a boatload of money and you can't blame them. It's smart. It's, it's some motivated shit right there. You're like, damn, I want to retire in my home country uh, with X amount of dollars in the bank or pesos or whatever the hell. And you're like, shit, I'm never going to be able to do that if I stay here. I know what I'll do. I'll dip into America. I'll get a job doing X, Y, and Z, save a boatload of cash, stick the dismount, and go back to the country that I love. That's the shit that pisses me off. I don't like feeling used. I don't like feeling abused. Seriously, man, whatever happened to move into this country because you're like, damn, the Constitution, damn, it's beautiful. Oh, the people, oh, the freedom. It's a nation of laws. My home country, fucking corrupt, bro. My home country is so corrupt. I'm going to go to America where they are a nation of laws and I can, I can get ahead. No, they're just like, imagine the globe as like a giant mall and they're just, uh, they're just going around and, you know, oh, golly, this, they're, they're hiring over there in the, uh, in, in, in the America. They got, they got good benefits. And then uh, once I'm done working there, I'll just, you know, get back in my car and head back to where I, I really want to be. That's what I want to separate out. That's what I want to separate out. And can we take everybody? It's a, ugh, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. It's boring. We can't save everybody. We can't. At some point, aren't we doing a greater disservice in the long run? If the, if, if, uh, and I'm going to say it, if these people from all over the freaking globe don't stand up and do what's right for their own country. Like, they seriously, man. Here's what you should. You, they should. Somebody should arrive at the southern border, and they get caught, and then, like, we make sure they're okay. We make sure that, you know they're they got food, and they're not gonna you know uh, pass out from dehydration. But the first thing they should get while they're while they're rounded up by the border patrol is like a copy of our constitution in their country's native language. So it's easy for them to read. So that's the first one they get. They don't get a welcome to America. They go, hey, here's a uh, here's a copy of the Constitution in in Espanol. Then you know what they get? They get a crash course in uh, in firearms training. Yes, they get they get to go with an instructor. It's got to be one on one. Maybe we'll go two instructors uh, to one. Illegal. They get they get a crash course in firearms training, and they have to pass a quiz on the <laughs> on the Constitution. Then they get another pamphlet written in their language on how to organize, like how to. <laughs> Here's how you hold a meeting. Here's how you get people together. Here's how you teach them. Then we give them a couple extra, uh, uh, you know, copies of the Constitution so they can hand it out at their little meetings that they're going to hold back in their home country. And when they supply us with an address, here's what we do. So you send them home, you go, okay, so here's a copy of the Constitution. I'll, I'll go free backpack. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to give them a free backpack. 
you give them you give them a couple copies of the Constitution that written in their native language. Uh, you give them, you know, we could have we could have snack country, c- companies like chip in. Like here's a couple more Cliff Bars. Here's, and then we give them a firearm. We don't give them the bullets, but you give them a firearm. Something nice, you know, something nice and dependable. You give them a Glock. You give them an empty Glock. And when they get back and they supply you with an address and they start having their little meetings where they discuss our Constitution with their friends because we've given them the here's how you get your friends together and here's how you organize. Once they've established that, then we send them a couple boxes of ammo. I'm talking about the U.S. of A. uh, actively training freedom fighters. Let's just do it. Freedom fighter. (laughs) I'm a trained freedom fighter. That would be great. And then they can fix their own countries. That seems to be, listen, you go, uh, I was having this conversation the other day uh, with a guy from, oh my gosh, I want to say he was from uh, Venezuela. Venezuelan dude, here working, and then uh, he's planning on going back. He's planning on going back. And uh, he's frustrated. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was the uh, yeah, it was in New York. I met this dude. Uh, they don't have guns, man. They don't. They don't have guns. They don't have. They don't have a, a good constitution. They don't have. You know, they have a, a one sided legal system, and you put your political opponents in jail. I know it sounds like a third world country. It also sounds like the Biden administration right now. But it's the frustration, and I and I felt for this dude. Uh, this Venezuelan dude. It's so frustrating. Their country has all these natural resources. And uh, I have a buddy that I wrote with on a couple of shows. And his dad was a uh, professor in in a university in Mexico. And your heart breaks. Your heart breaks for these uh, people. For people Mexico, uh, South America, Central America. They have absolute tons they've got everything they've got wonderful beaches they have gold they have rare earth minerals they have petroleum they have sunshine they have a wonderful they have everything they have farmland they should be killing it they should be absolutely crushing it what's not working that's the, God, God bless America. It's the thing that truly frustrates me. You know, we were talking about it uh, last week on the podcast. Like, what is the freaking problem? Can we please solve the problem? I don't do this to spin my wheels, man. I mean, there's people out there that are, are uh, fantastic at complaining. You know, they're professional at it. They, 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 they complain professionally. I literally, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I guess I do kind of complain uh, for a living, you know, doing stand-up and, you know, other creative endeavors, but it's not all complaining. Like, I don't, I, 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 it gets boring. And then you're really like, what are we doing? If you're not, if you're not seriously trying to solve shit, get out of the way. I say that to 
people on the left. I say that to people on the right. I, I say that to anybody. Like, so what are you doing? Are you... Solve it. God bless, man. The war on poverty. And here's what always happens. And this, I guess this will get back to the Martha's Vineyard thing. The left always gets, they always get this like, uh, this the, the, the warm, fuzzy feelings from uh, voters in America. Because at least they're trying. At least they're trying. Are they really trying though? Are they really trying to solve problems? Or are they trying to keep people miserable so that they'll keep voting for them? There's a there's been a war on poverty for how many decades? And there's there's still people in poverty. You certainly haven't solved it. But you've made people grow up in a in a horrible uh, way of life in a crappy neighborhood in a shitty rundown part of town where then that becomes the expectation for a kid that grows up in that kind of shitty rundown ghetto-esque vibe. You know, they're not dreaming of going to college. They're not, they're, they're just like, okay, I guess this is, I guess this is what life is. I guess, you know, it's like the, the whole nature or nurture thing. And they've proven, they've proven it. You take a kid out of that environment, you put them in the suburbs, you put them in another neighborhood where it's nicer and there's a different expectation. The kid has different expectations. And I'm not certainly the genius who, who discovered that. They've known it for decades. They've known it for decades. So then what do you do? You just keep going. Okay, welcome. You get, uh, uh, you're on, gonna be on welfare and you're gonna be on uh, assistance and we're gonna give you uh, the $350 a month. Uh, you try to figure out how to make that work. And then we're gonna give you some uh, assistance on a, on a crappy little apartment. Uh, you try to figure out how to make that work. It's gonna be a shitty life. It's going to be completely uh, just, you know, poverty-ridden and horrible. Your only way out is going to be by, like, breaking laws and selling drugs and stuff. Really? <laughs> but at least I'm helping. I'm helping. Vote for me. Vote for me. I'm trying to help. You sick sons of bitches. They don't want to help. And that's what you discover when you take the illegal immigrants... That like, oh, we need to welcome these people from open, with open arms. We need to, we need to open our doors to, we're a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants. Well, here's 50 in your backyard. Well, when I say we're a nation of immigrants, we're not prepared here. This is, Martha's Vineyard is not part of the nation. Listen, this is a political stunt. This isn't fair. This is human trafficking. This is kidnapping. That's illegal. You just fucking told me we're a nation of immigrants. Here's 50 for you. <laughs> you liars. I love it. I love it so much. It's just fan. Just shut your fucking pie hole, man. And then for the members of the GOP, and I'm really, you know, this one's been driving me crazy. Uh, I'm, I, we don't need any more videos. We don't need any more videos from uh, from the border. I think we're all set. For all the people who are like, we went down. I went down to the border and I saw for myself. Look behind me. Here comes more people. Then you need you need to stop them. Like put the video camera down and freaking stop them, and invite them to come and be a part of my 
New Constitution Gun Owner Club. Do something. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We got plenty of video of people coming across the border. Plenty of video. And speaking of the border, and speaking of the border, we're going to get into some uh, some fentanyl aspect of this. Holy crap. I wrote a thing uh, at theloftestparty.com because it's, it's just, you know, unchained brilliance. Unchained brilliance. Because I was talking about was one of several articles that that was kicked off by Martha's Vineyard. This one's called The Difference Between uh, Border Policy and Border Crisis Can Be Measured in Miles. I think you get what I'm saying there. But when we talk about, oh, no, it was the other one. It was about uh, the word crisis has lost all meaning. I got some stats about overdose deaths. This will be a fun one. And... When when I tell you this, you're gonna, it's it's, it's hopefully it's gonna motivate you and freak you right the f out. Okay, so we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna take a little break. Um, thank you for being here. We're gonna talk a little about the America First Warehouse. To oh my gosh, we're gonna talk about the America First Warehouse. A show they're doing. A show they're doing. And we're gonna talk about that show tonight. And we're gonna talk about. Uh, Oklahoma. This would be the perfect time for me to have Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down. I probably owe somebody money for that now. I take that out. Edit that out, Rick. Going to Oklahoma. I, I, oh, I apologize for that. That was horrible and wrong. So yes, Oklahoma. Jim Brewer, Big Show, Brian Hayner, uh, but fentanyl too. We're gonna try to. We're gonna continue. Uh, the 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 fun fueled uh, comedic rage aspect of it, and then we're gonna do dirty notebook. We're gonna do dirty notebook. I like the idea. Okay, we're taking a break. Be right back. Listen to this ad, and then rejoin me. I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com and the party is on. See you. See you. See you. 
Are you comfy? Are you still there? Me too. Okay, let's just get in. Let's just jump in. I got a big day. You got a big day. We all have big days. Uh, as promised, this is horrible. It's horrible. The uh, the the fentanyl. I wrote this uh, as I was as I was saying in the A block uh, about this thing that I wrote about how the word crisis has lost all meaning. The things that people tell us are a crisis. Oh my gosh, there's. There's, there's, oh, this thing is happening in this foreign land. It's a crisis. Oh, this, oh, if one child, if one child in America has to question their gender identity, it could lead to something horrible. One child is too much. I was, I was looking up the, uh, the statistics for, uh, overdoses. And there's, there's, 100 people a day, 100 people a day. You look this up uh, and it's just, it's the leading cause of death. Here's, here's a headline. Fentanyl's killing more young Americans than COVID. Dr- uh, drug overdoses, uh, leading cause of death. Americans 18 to 45, 100 people a day. On average, 100 people a day. And they can't close down the border for that? They can't do a better job at stopping fentanyl from coming into the the country for that? And they, oh, here's the problem. These pharmaceutical companies, they're not paying their fair share of taxes. For fuck's sake. 100 people a day. That's insane. And and that's not a priority. The border's fine. The border, we, we, we have secured the border. Hey, let's talk to Kamala. Kamala Harris. <laughs> Hello, it's good to be here. Uh-huh. What's going on with the, uh, the southern border, okay, is secure. Because security is important to all of us. And all of us need the security that comes from a secure southern border, okay? (laughs) So together, we must begin to do the work and continue to do the work of the ongoing work that is a border that is secure, like it is, (laughs) and secure, and the work is something that we should do to get... It's that kind of bullshit. And then 50 people show up uh, in their little enclave, 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 and it's the end of the world. That's a boatload of people who are missing from the planet. And, here, and then here's the other one. Here's the other one that I, can't, I still can't get over. This one still will just stop me in my tracks from time to time, when the enormity of it hits me. The World Health Organization says like 7 million people are dead from COVID. That's what they say. They say 7 million people, over 7 million people are dead from COVID. There's no interest in finding out how that happened? Are you fucking crazy? 
You're telling me 7 million people are dead and no one wants to figure out why, how, who? What? How's that? That's like, that's not, oh, Ukraine. We got to give money to Ukraine. Hold your fucking horses, ass munch. Seven million, you're telling me seven million people are dead and you have, you have no interest in finding out why or, or who or how you'd think, you'd think someone would be interested in not wanting that shit to happen again. Seven million people, their number, not mine. Seven million people are dead and they don't care. 100 million people, 100 million, 100 people dying a day from overdoses. They don't, they don't seem to care. Continue on. That's a freaking terrifying notion. And, and we're supposed to care about Ukraine. God bless you people in Ukraine. The Ukrainians, you're, you're fighting like mofos, evidently. But that that one has to. Here's the other thing about uh, about Ukraine, and uh, you know, protecting their borders and not protecting ours. Yada yada yada. We seem to be uh, an endless supply of of money uh, for Ukraine. There's just I'm, I, I I just googled it, and uh, you're like, how much money? Here's what I googled: How much money has the U.S. sent to Ukraine? So far. And it just keeps coming up. Hey, we just announced, uh, announced another uh, $2.9 billion, almost $3 billion. Hey, that's, that's going to go out. That's, that's dated uh, August 24th. And here's, here's uh, four ways to understand the $54 billion the U.S. is spending on Ukraine. Here's an additional $3 billion. Oh, the U.S. military aid to Ukraine grows to historic proportions, all this stuff. It's crazy how uh, you, don't, you don't ever hear about, like, peace talks. You know, I haven't heard uh, one demand from, from, from Putin. I haven't heard. I know that the fucking uh, McDonald's shut down. I know the Starbucks isn't in, under there. Could somebody please uh, ask old Vladimir, what, what are your intentions, dude? What, do you want the whole country? Is that what you're going for? If it's so horrible, if he's like, oh, I'm, he's going for all of Europe, somebody should probably uh, try to find out. And if you don't want him in Ukraine and you really don't, you damn better but do something about it. Stop this shit. This like drip, drip, drip of nine billion here, five billion there, 45 billion. You know where I bet we could spend that money better? You know where I bet? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we could do that at the southern border. But no. We need that money for IRS agents, you guys. We need that money for the IRS. They know how to use it best. Don't need money for our border. I'm putting a Starbucks order into... Russia, Russia doesn't have a Starbucks anymore. They are highly fucked if they want some shitty coffee. But the war goes on and we're paying the bill like an ATM. <laughs> it's, it's, 
uh, so frustrating. Can we please find a solution? Can somebody please pretend to find a solution and not Lindsey Graham? Please don't ever put, please don't ever put Lindsey Graham in charge of solutions. What an absolute tool. What an absolute tool that guy is. I was talking about this on the uh, the live stream on Wednesday. And welcome aboard all, all to all the new people. Holy crap. Bunches of new people on uh, on on the on the Facebook. Ooh, which leads me to another thing. I don't want the show to go too long. I don't want to go the, the show to go too long. But boy, Lindsey Graham is doing his best to uh, fuck up the midterms, right? Like, we're how many days away? 60? 60 days? Less? Right? 40? And here comes Lindsey Graham. You can see that uh, the, 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 the mainstream media, the left-leaning media, all the, the Democrats and all this, they're making all this hay. The only, their only hope, the economy is shit, you guys. The economy is shit. Sorry. And I'm seriously concerned about uh, what's going on with all this climate change and the farmers and Sri Lanka and the Netherlands and Canada and what's happening in the U.S. Like, legit, we've got some big uh, uh, freaking problems. Everybody, every, the vast majority of Americans, they were on the wrong track. We're on the wrong track. So the Democrats have one, uh, they have one, like, issue. The Republicans are going to tie you down, get you pregnant, and make you have a baby. Every kind of abortion. No more morning after pill. No more. You can, if you have a baby, if you get pregnant, and that baby's growing on your eyeball, and your brain will explode, they're going to make you have that baby. They're going to make you have that baby, and they're going to eat your brains. The only issue the left has is this fear-mongering over abortion. Now, the pro-life movement and the, pe- the people who want, like, realistically, after 15 weeks, you know, no, no, no abortions. Now, if, if, if you just had the baby, uh, no, no, uh, no, like, hey, you can't kill the baby right after you have it. That kind of stuff. And we make a big deal, oh, it's going to go back to the states. States' rights, states' rights, states' rights. But the left is like, oh, no, you're going to... They're they're gonna have they're gonna implant a baby in your uh, in your medulla oblongata and then your brain's gonna explode. That all they have is that fear, and that's motivating, man. That's motivating for women when they believe that they're losing a what what they would think is a, a fundamental human right. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. And what does Lindsey Graham do? I'm gonna introduce a national ban on abortions after 15 weeks. We're going to do that, you guys. So then everybody on the left can go, look, this has been their plan all along. This is the plan. Lindsey Graham, you think? It's like he doesn't want to win. Huh? It's like he doesn't want to get things done. That guy talks a lot of shit, but he's a... I do not trust the Lindsey Graham. What an absolute tool. (laughs) <laughs> what an absolute tool. And I'm at it's states' rights, man. States' rights. And I don't want, seriously, these, this horrifying crap about abortion. I'm not going to go down the uh, the abortion rabbit hole or whatever. Okay, a little bit more about... Uh, let's talk. <laughs> I'm looking at the note. Oh, we got to do Dirty Notebook. 
we got to do Dirty Notebook. So I don't know what's going to be over on Patreon. It'll be fun stuff. It'll be fun stuff on Patreon regardless. Maybe I'll tell you. Okay, so this is good. This is good. Um, soon I'll be announcing uh, sales for the book. The book, the book, the book. Got to pick my punches, though. Uh, the manuscript is done. The cover art is done. And then there's, there's, there's stuff. There's art on the back. And there's little blurbs you have to write. There's all this, like, garbage. You think, like, wow, I've written a ginormo book. That's like a legit... That's a, that's a freaking legit novel. I guess I'm done. Ha <laughs> ha, surprise, surprise, ass bunch. <laughs> you got to do cover art and blurbs on the back. So I'll be telling you about that. Also, doing a show, doing a show in Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with uh, my boy Brian Hayner and my boy Jim Brewer. We're going to be doing some stand-up. We're going to be doing some music. We're going to be doing some sketch comedy. We're going to be, uh, it's going to be like a little That Show Tonight. <laughs> a little three-man That Show Tonight. It's going to be fun. It's going to be comedy. It's going to be variety. It's going to be sketch. It's going to be rocking and rolling. And then I'm going to encourage everybody to, uh, I just love this chord. I'd encourage everybody to go to the warehouse. Ooh, that's very, uh, that's like Nirvana sounding. America first warehouse. That's my Kurt Cobain. The button show on. The American First Warehouse. Not as grungy. Not as grungy. They're doing a thing. Uh, actually, I think the show's tonight, so I won't even plug that. But always go to their, uh, theamericanfirstwarehouse.com. Uh, I think they have a Facebook group as well. Check that out. That's usually home base for yours truly. I love it there. Great people. And always fantastic events and, and all kinds of wonderful things. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to get. A, we're going to do a little bit of Dirty Notebook. For you guys, because I love you. We could talk about the Queen. Thoughts on the Queen. I definitely want to talk about uh, the rings of power and how I have officially, I've officially dismounted from that show. I've I've dismounted. I've dismounted from the rings of power, and I, and now I'm going to grab uh, the towel. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's it's over, it's over. Okay, so let's do uh, let's do a little bit of dirty notebook. You can actually, hopefully, you can hear uh, the pages going. This is a relatively new. Uh, did you see? This is a relatively new notebook. Did you see uh, my my video? Drunk Nancy Pelosi talking about the Queen. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. Nancy Pelosi. Was talk, she, I ha, she, Nancy has uh, had to give a statement for I have just, I was busy this weekend. I was at a, a celebration with um, Paul, a fact-finding mission, and I just found out that the Queen is, um, we lost her. We, we lost the Queen. We, we did not lose her. We know where she is. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious.
<laughs> it it underperformed. Uh, it underperformed on YouTube. Thousands watched it. Thousands watched it. Thousands liked it. Welcome to from the new from the YouTube people. Uh, from the YouTube people. Uh, lots of new people there. People love when you. There's a huge community of Tolkien fans like myself who just love railing on uh, the Rings of Power, and we will do that. We will do that. Okay. Oh my God. I'm going through it's dirty notebook. It's dirty notebook, and I think I teased this story last week, and I forgot to do it. Holy shit! So I'm on TikTok now, right? We're doing the Loftus party on TikTok. In TikTok, uh, say what you will about it, but they throw. Uh, this is from the dirty notebook. They they throw you a lot of videos, and they're so short and they're bite sized. You guys, I'm completely addicted to blackhead TikTok. It's it's videos like dermatologists post them, people post them. It's just it's like pimple popping. <laughs> it's so nasty. It's so gross. However, you can't stop watching. It's now my problem isn't so bad. I've only subscribed to a couple <laughs> channels, but you see these. It's it's like blackheads normally, and it's. You cannot believe your eyes. And then you're thinking, how was somebody walking around with that thing? How, how are you walking around with a giant corn kernel sticking halfway out your neck? You couldn't figure out to just go in there with tweezers and just pull that. But sometimes you, you your expectations for the blackhead are very low. You're like, ah, this is going to be lame. And then this ginormo like out of nowhere, it's like it's like uh, it's like that feeling you must like when you see kayakers out in the middle of the ocean, and all of a sudden, like a sperm whale breaches right next to them. It's like that. I'll watch. I'll watch these videos, and I have to be careful. Like I don't make noise because you'll see some, and you just you just want to be like, oh, oh, but it's the middle of the night, and then someone comes down, and they're like, what are you doing? And you know, I'm watching. Uh, uh, blackhead videos on TikTok. It's hilarious. It's hilarious and uh, and and satisfying. Okay. Uh, I think I did the U-Haul, the the U-Haul sales thing. I'm just I'm literally going through the notebook. I'll, I'll try to find something really fantastic. I think that was last week's show. Uh, I d- <laughs> I did that. Um, Okay, we're going to find something good. We're going to find something good. What was the... uh, What was... It's a lot of Tolkien stuff here. A lot of notes for YouTube videos. And I could go... And I don't want to bore you guys with it. But... uh, The... I could do an hour on why Rings of Power sucks. I really could. I, but I just don't want to get into the weeds. I don't want to... It's it's, all, it's always frustrating. You do a video with, like, overall notes. Like, your lead character is not sympathetic. I'm not on her side. You have to show me. Don't tell me. You have to show me why. And you try to leave it at that. And then someone will... Uh, someone will start doing, like, like a detailed criti- critical analysis on YouTube of, like, well, this instance and that instance, and you're like, bitch, I, I, I'm not doing, like, 
uh, a frame by frame, scene by scene breakdown. But I could, if I wanted to, um, here's some notes on a song. I'm so confused about what they said. If I start thinking, what am I saying here? Let's see what I was thinking. Let's see what I was thinking. Maybe there's something. Is this about Joe Biden? Because I go, um, you win. Okay, so it goes E. I'm so confused about what they said. If I start thinking, it hurts my head. I'm so confused about what they said. If I start thinking, baby, it hurts my head. That's all I have there. <laughs> Why did I write that down? Um, okay, this is a great one. I've been, I've been wanting to get, here's a little note, a note to myself about uh, uh, John Fuselgang. And there's this wonderful, the Democrats... And the and the Fusel Gang loves. It. I know John Fusel Gang. I've done a couple shows with them many many moons ago, but they love to throw Christianity up at you. Oh, this is you're not helping here. The Bible says to do this. Not very biblical of you. And I love it when they post pictures of like black Jesus. Oh, you don't like black? Of course I do. If it's Jesus, there I'm. I'm good. <laughs> like I. I I love when they think that really that's going to disturb. Here's what Jesus really looked like. I bet you're pooping your pants. No, no, I'm not. Like, I want to sit and talk to that guy. I, I, <laughs> the other thing that I love is when the, uh, like, the liberals and, and Fusel Gang does this all the time. It's not very Christian. It's not very Christian. You know what isn't very Christian to you, dude? Uh, like, watching your neighbor suffer. Like, watching your neighbor suffer. That's like, the, the, what the left likes to do is like, okay, so we're going to collect money from everybody. Everybody, give me your money, and then we'll solve this problem. So you personally don't have to worry about it. When you see suffering, you can just go, oh, I hope they can get to the government center and get some of that money I sent in. Why don't you do something, you absolute douche? Isn't that the whole key here? It's like Jesus didn't run around going, you know what we should do? We should give all of our money to the Romans. And then uh, and the Romans can uh, can just give everybody bread and wine and they'll entertain us and we'll all be fine. No, the trick is to care and to do something personally. Who knows better what your neighbor needs, you or the government? Who knows what help they really need? This whole thing where like it is, it's like trying to make the government uh, into like a religious figure. Oh, the government. If we all give, fuck 110% of that. 110% of that. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I looked through Dirty Notebook. Now, by calling it Dirty Notebook, I feel like, aha, there should be something different. Uh, dirty, rather. I have a note here uh, of a, it's a stand-up bit that I want to do that I'm playing around with. But here's the lonely dick syndrome. <laughs> I, I, how many how many dudes in America suffer from lonely? Do you have lonely dick syndrome? Has no one been interested in your dick but you for weeks and weeks, perhaps months and years? 
Call this hotline. They should have those. Instead of Camp Lejeune water. Hey, do you need someone to pay attention to your dick? I think you do. I think that's an epidemic in this country. Here's another epidemic. Lonely dick syndrome. (laughs) I like the dirty notebook. Okay. We're gonna go to Patreon. Gonna get it on. Gonna Patreon. Gonna get it on. Don't boom boom boom. Go to Patreon. At Patreon. Gonna get it on. At Patreon. Gonna get it on. This all I got to the song. On Patreon. Get you. <laughs> I'm in a very good mood. And I have to celebrate that. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm going to listen. Jimmy Brewer is going to be on the show very, very soon in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Dagan McDowell is going to be on the show soon. Uh, it, it, we're, we're scheduling that. So, right now, every once in a while, you're going to get stuck with me, guys. You're going to get stuck with me and my foul mouth from a dirty notebook and my stinky, stinky, stinky guitar. But the guests are coming around. I don't like having them. So come over to Patreon. There will be much, much more uh, to discuss there. (laughs) Oh, one more thing. Why are those pants still on?